Welcome to The New Normal. I'm your host, Rafael McMaster. I'm here at the Resin Creative Labs in Hermosa Beach, California. Today, we have a bit of a special episode following up from the sequence of the creative wisdom tools. We had something really interesting happen with one of our students here who was really struggling in using the tools and understanding exactly how the tools which are acceptance, awareness, intention, gratitude, forgiveness, compassion, and connection, and soul esteem, how those tools relate to his emotions. And the challenge he was going through was that he felt so overwhelmed by his emotions on one end that he couldn't even just figure to reach for the tools. In fact, the way he experienced it was, I don't know, I'm just so frustrated the tools just don't even really work right now, right? And so today we're going to be talking about emotions and how to get from the state where we felt overwhelmed into a state where we can be working with the tools. But the other thing that we wanted to clarify is that the purpose of the tools is to help guide us through life and to live on life, in fact, thrive with life on life's terms. But the purpose of the goal of the tools are not to diminish our emotions or to try and stuff them or try to avoid them or disconnect from them. Emotions are part of the unique and amazing gift of getting to have this human experience, to be a spirit in a human experience, to be a human in a spiritual experience with emotions being this vast, intimate place to explore reality. So emotions are beautiful in that regard. However, when my emotions begin running my life, right? When I begin using my emotions as a tool, when I begin using my anger or frustration as a tool, I tend to get poor results. Um, and one could even consider them, you know, using my emotions as a tool is in, a bit, in fact, of a maladaptive coping skill or set. And so we wanted to be able to communicate the relationship between emotions and the tools. The tools are not here to replace the emotions. The tools are here so that when we're through on feeling this emotion and we're ready to begin interacting with life, that we have tools that we can use instead of trying to use our emotions as tools. And so we built out a very simple way for our students to be able to process their emotions and get to the place where they can use their tools. And this experience actually, um, and I'm excited, we're teaching it today for the first time, um, it yielded some interesting and unexpected results uh, that we didn't foresee. So I'm really excited to share these with you right now. So this process for when I'm swimming in my emotions so immersively that I can't even see the possibility of using my tools, what can I do then, right? And so this first step is to just identify the emotion. Just name it, let's name it. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's a combination of I feel angry and flustered and frustrated and stressed. Okay, I've named it, okay? So that's that first step, being able to label it. Doesn't matter it being right, it doesn't matter if the label's perfect, just have something we can say, okay? 
The second step is for me to close my eyes, breathe deep, and identify where this emotion or these emotions might be residing in my body. Mmm, I feel my shoulders tense up. Mmm, I feel this weight in my chest, right? Now, it doesn't matter that we nail a specific place. I might feel something in, in a couple different places. What this does, it begins to create space and separation between me and the emotion. By labeling it and trying to identify where it might be residing, I am no longer swimming inside my emotion. I have labeled it, packaged it, and created space as the observer between me and the emotion. So this isn't so much about nailing with perfection the exact name of the emotion or the exact location where it does or doesn't reside. It's a bit of an abstract exercise. What it does do is it puts some shape around it and it says this thing is over here. That way I can view it from the position of the observer. So, right, naming it first. Where does it reside? Okay. And now that I've created space from it, when I'm ready, I can pick up the tools, namely tools of compassion, forgiveness, acceptance, and self-empathy, right? And the formula that we like to teach our kids around self-empathy to make it really easy to witness oneself is I feel blank because I want blank, right? So, hmm, I feel frustrated because I want my friends to be nicer to me. By just saying it in that formula, I feel frustrated because I want my friends to be nicer. For starters, I feel heard. Even if nobody else hears me, I feel for myself, I feel witnessed, I feel heard. Okay. Secondly, it makes me realize I'm suffering because in this case, I want other people to behave like I think it should go. I am trying to control the outside world. But going back earlier, particularly to the tool around acceptance where I have an inside world and an outside world and I'm the one who controls my inside world, but higher power or universe or laws of science, the bigger experience, that's what controls the outside world. So in this case, I'm suffering because I'm trying to control the outside world. I'm trying to control how other people are behaving. And when I do this exercise of self-empathy to help me sit with my emotions, I tend to realize I'm generally feeling stressed or frustrated because the outside world and other people aren't doing it the way I think they should. And I have expectations, those expectations aren't being met, therefore I don't feel good. And just by witnessing it, I go, huh, okay, well, I don't know how much sense that makes. Let me go ahead and loosen my grip on this stress, on this suffering. The third thing it made us realize is the amount of relief I get from just witnessing myself, giving myself that self-empathy, okay? But here was the bit of the aha. We realized that if art is the language of the soul, okay, art is the language of the soul, then is doing art an act of self-empathy on a soul level, on a spirit level, right? If art is the language of the soul, then is doing art, in a sense, talking to myself, talking through and processing these emotions.
And so if we tell these kids, here's this three-step process, label the emotion, identify, try and identify or imagine where it could reside in your body as an exercise to help create space between you and the emotion. And you're read, when you're ready, pick up the tools, acceptance, forgiveness, compassion, empathy, pick up the tools to move on from the emotion when you're ready. Okay, well between two and three is this potential gap. What do you do if you're not quite ready to let go of this emotion? What do you do if you're still swimming in it? Yes, I've labeled it. Yes, I've, I've tried to locate it in the body, but oh, I'm just still too frustrated. Didn't you see what they did to me? I'm still upset. What could potentially be one of the most effective and fun things to do in that moment before I'm ready to pick up the tools is to go do art. Go do something creative. Not only does it pull you into the moment, is it fun, not only is it fulfilling, but as the language of the soul, I am sitting with honoring and creating self-empathy on a spiritual level through my art practice. And what we've found, and this just makes us so delighted and so happy, is that our kids come in and even if they're too frustrated at the beginning of class to pick up their tools, if I say to them, well, what would acceptance look like? Well, I don't need acceptance right now because this kid's a jerk. Like, okay. Well, those same kids, by the end of these three hours, by the end of 90 minutes of doing art, they're totally fine. They've processed it. They've moved on. They're in a flow state, right? And so what that helps further illustrate to me something that I are kind of intuitively hoped for and knew to a degree is that art and creativity really is this amazing way of processing emotions, giving us the opportunity to both sit with and honor our emotions and process them so that we can move on and use our tools. And so with that, I'll close up this talk about emotions. Our goal here was to help illustrate the relationship between emotions and the creative wisdom tools. Um, and I wanted to say this today because today we're, we're teaching it for the first time, so we're just excited about this new understanding of art and creativity as the language of the soul, that by doing it, we are in fact creating the opportunity for us to process emotions and create self-empathy on a spiritual level through an actual physical practice and action. So with that, Hopefully some or any of this has been helpful wherever you are, whenever you are. And until next time, may the force be with you.